Today on episode number 106 of the podcast, we're discussing a few things you don't have to do after losing your sight. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek. I am your resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. And across the table from me, as always, is our resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. Hello there. All right. Well, today we are back with another episode. And before we begin, uh, I think I mentioned this to you. This is uh, spur of the moment. I didn't tell you this before. I did get a comment recently on one of my videos where it was just me talking. And one of my commenters said, hey, this love your videos, but you need to have your wife on the (laughs) the videos with you. Uh, And, you know, it's a nice comment. They said our conversations are always good. Brings another perspective. Um, But my wife does the podcast. Uh, She's not part of the channel as a whole. She's gracious enough to come do the podcast. So if you... Only want to stay tuned for her. Make sure you check it out. We release on Thursdays, uh, typically. So, uh, anyway, just wanted to get that out of the way and say that people said nice things about you. Well, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate those nice things. All right. So, today we're talking about things you don't have to do after losing your sight. Because there are some things you have to do. You know, you have to make adaptations and so forth. But there are some things you don't have to do, and we Mm -hmm. want to talk about that today. So let's jump right into our list. Number one, you don't have to start wearing dark sunglasses. I think this is, uh, last week we talked about the myths of sight loss, and this is probably one of those myths, like dark sunglasses and a cane. That's that's the (laughs) uniform of a visually impaired person. Yeah, And that's just not true. Now, people do wear dark sunglasses for various reasons. Uh, One reason is... uh, uh, their eyes, um, they, they feel like they look weird, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're moving or they're not focused. And so I don't want people to, to see that. Mm-hmm. Another big reason, and, you know, the reason I do a lot is uh, because of eye sensitivity, yeah. which is called photophobia. And so it's like, if I go outside, I'm like, oh, I've got to squint, you know. So there are definitely reasons to wear dark sunglasses. Yeah. But it's not like you go to the doctor and they say, you're blind. Also, here's your here's your sunglasses. Here's your uniform. <laughs> here's your uniform. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when you go get your eyes dyed. Yeah. And, you know, you have to wear, uh, you know, because your eyes are, you know, the peoples are like, here we go, bring all the sun in. Right. And they usually, I remember they used to give like these things, you unrolled them and put them behind your sun, your regular glasses, I think, or on top. My dad used to get that. Oh. And they were like these little cheap plastic things that covered the glasses. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, no, nah, that doesn't work whenever, you know, anyway, you don't have to wear dark sunglasses. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> uh, you don't have to stop working. I think this is, now look, there's a high unemployment rate for people who are blind. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know what the percentage is but it's high but you don't have to stop working now you may not be able to do certain jobs because of your sight loss and we always Mm -hmm. joke about flying a plane and driving a truck or whatever but there might be some hard things like if you work at a fast food restaurant Mm -hmm. you know working with the grease might not be ideal right simply now you could learn that depending on your level of sight but there's lots of things to do i know my good buddy sam has a series on his channel which i just did recently and uh, it's called the working blind series and he's interviewed quite a few people on different jobs that they do, what they can do, how they do their job, uh-huh. how they got into the job, that sort of thing. And so there's lots of jobs you can do. You don't have to stop working. Uh, I know for me, um, I did entertainment. I performed on a stage. Yep. Um, I've worked sort of in an office setting. Uh, I do music every week now. Like there's lots of things you can do. Yeah. You don't have to stop working. Well, and and stop working. Maybe you'll have to change jobs. Maybe you'll have to learn to do something Mm -hmm. else. But just because you've lost your sight doesn't mean that you have to stop working completely. You Mm -hmm. may have to make adjustments, like you said before, um, or just choose something different. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you don't have to stop working. Number three, you don't have to give up your hobbies. Now, again, we just said you might have to adapt. You might have to change the way you do them. But I know tons of people who do tons of things. I mean, some people work on cars. Some Mm -hmm. people do woodworking, painting, art, music, all kinds of stuff. Yep. That, yes, they have to adapt. And yes, it might take a little while. And sometimes there's frustrations like I can't do this the way I always did it. Now it's hard. It's frustrating. And I don't want to do it anymore. But you don't have to, you don't have to stop. It just may take you a little while to do it. I know for me that if I had a hobby that was uh, all, like something I was passionate about, and there was a transition to learn how to do it in a new way, mm-hmm. I probably would be frustrated because I'd done I'd geared myself to do it the same old way. Uh, we don't like change, you know. Well, most people anyway. Uh, I don't. don't. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> don't like change. I do I mean, not think about it. If you had to learn how to do something like. Like, for example, uh, I know you're really into reading Mm -hmm. and you love, you know, you read and whether it's a real book, like a paper book or on, you know, an ebook. And if you lost that ability and had to go nothing but audio books, that would probably be a challenge, at least at first. Absolutely. It would be a challenge. I have tried audio books and I don't, I don't mind them. Um, but really it's only if it's my only option because my mind wanders as well. So mm. I, it would definitely be an adjustment trying to get myself to focus on the book mm-hmm. um, and not being able to hold that device in my hand yeah. or the book in my hand to actually, you know, physically read the book. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for me for a while, like, you know, getting into an audiobook was challenging, but now I love audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I'm reading two right now. One is a John Grisham book. And if you've never read a John Grisham book, it's kind of like, law thriller stuff like that right and there's a guy that reads a lot of his books named michael beck and uh michael beck's never going to hear this but he is a great, <laughs> he's a great audiobook narrator and he does all the voices and they're all set in the yeah. south and so it's great anyway i'm reading that right now it's called the boys of biloxi check it out it's a great book i'm not done with it yet but so far so good and then i read star wars books because i'm a nerd and uh that's nerd, okay nerd power unite so and there's a guy that reads a lot of those books named uh i'm blanking on it now I, it'll come to me in a second oh here it is mark thompson uh that's his name i think it's mark with a so anyway, I love audiobooks, but there was a transition where I was like, how can I, you know, but mm-hmm. now I love it. I would, I'd be like, yeah. I got to sit here and hold this book and read it. That's so <laughs> weird. I can do the dishes and I set up all the equipment today while you know, oh, reading my yep. book. See? So, you know, there are just some things that you adapt to, but what was the point of this? Oh, you don't have to give up your hobbies. Right. I forgot what it was. You got it. Uh, so you don't have to give up your hobbies. Number four, you don't have to go to a special school. Now, let me make it clear Going to a special school, like a school for the blind, something like that, may be a great thing for you. Yeah. Especially if you're younger, you know, that sort of thing. Now, in in everything, whatever you decision you make for yourself that you find is best, do that. You know, whether I say it, uh, my wife says it, anybody else says it, whatever, do what's best for you. Right. It's kind of like, should I use an iPhone or an Android? An iPhone. No, uh, do, do what's <laughs> best for you. And so, you know, some people think, oh, I got to go to this. I got to take myself out of this school, especially mm-hmm. if it's a, if it's a kid. But I know there's a person I follow on Instagram. Their handle is navigating blindness. And it's a mom that I think does it mostly, but her son just graduated from high school recently, a public high school. He was the valedictorian. Uh, like he did great and did wonderful. So you don't have to go to a school for the blind. Right. Although if you want to, you certainly can. Uh, but I think it's, it's a reminder that you're, options aren't automatically cut off. That's exactly what I I was going to say. It's not a requirement. 
Yeah. It's an option. It's an option. Just like your sunglasses are not a requirement. They're an option. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have them. Absolutely. You don't have to go to a special school, but you can. But you can. If that works for you. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a reminder that when we say you don't have to do these things, it doesn't mean you can't. Right. It means you don't have to. And mm-hmm. so that you have lots of options out there for you. Uh, number five, you don't have to pretend everything is okay. I think this is one of those things where, you know, it's like, oh, I lost my sight. I'm feeling very lonely. I'm feeling loss, Mm -hmm. grief, sadness, anger, all the things we talked about on the podcast and the channel before. And sometimes it's like, oh, I got to... I got to fake it. You know, yeah. I got to make sure people think I'm okay or I've got to make myself feel like it's okay. You, you don't have to pretend like it's okay because the truth is it's probably not. Right. You know, it's probably hard. It's hard for you. It's hard for your sighted supporter, you know, your family, spouse, kids, whatever. It's, you don't have to pretend that everything's magical and everything's wonderful all the time. Now, it won't be bad all the time. Don't get no. me wrong. But you don't have to pretend whenever it is bad. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, like I said, that goes for the sighted supporter as it well. It does. Emotion ebb and flow throughout you know visual impairment sight mm-hmm. loss throughout the whole journey life in general life in general yeah, yeah exactly and sometimes it can be harder than others and holding that in and not talking about it or just you know being real is you just can't do it all the time yeah you absolutely. have to yeah, you have to talk absolutely absolutely and that brings us to the last thing here uh, you don't have to face things on your own You know, you don't have to do it alone. There are lots of people out here who are visually impaired, who are family members of people who are visually Mm -hmm. impaired, who uh, know what it's like. They've been through it. They're on the road a little bit farther, and they can help. And at the very least, they can tell you, I understand I yeah. know where you're coming from, and mm-hmm. they really mean it. Right. You know, what, exactly. what, what a blessing it is to hear somebody like, I don't have to explain all the things that I'm going yeah. through. Um, I, you know, m- one of my favorite things is when, like, if I'm talking to somebody who is visually impaired, and then I hear their voiceover start talking, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> like, you know, oh, we, we both use voiceover. That's so cool. Like, it's such a little thing, yeah. because I'm clearly the only one using it around here. But when somebody else uses it, we don't have to talk about what that voice is. Right. I don't have to explain it. So, you know, you don't have to do it alone. It it might feel like it at times, like I am all alone in this mm-hmm. and everybody goes through that, but you certainly don't have to do it alone. Well, and you've just talked about Sam. Last episode, you talked oh, about yeah. Juan. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Navigating Blindness you talked about yeah. just now and you, your video channel and the mm-hmm. podcast too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. that's four right there. And I know there's a multi- multiple other absolutely sources out there that you can yeah. get in touch with and you know see that you're not alone. Definitely. And I think that's that's one of the things about the channel is uh, some people ask like, "Oh, um, do you do videos teaching other or teaching sighted people about visual impairment?" Like I was like, "No, nah, that's not really what my channel is. My channel right. is for people who have lost their sight or family members who have lost their sight, mm-hmm. and that's what we're focused on. Doesn't mean that sighted people can't learn. Right. Uh, I have a friend at church who's listened to every podcast episode who is not visually impaired, has no family member that are visually impaired, mm-hmm. but it was just like, "Oh, I'm going to listen to all these." And I'm sure they've learned things. Yeah. You know, but we focus on people who are going through or facing physical sight loss here. And one of the main things we talk about is that you are not alone. Yeah. And that's really, really important to remember. All right. So my question for you today is this. 
What's one thing you assumed that you would have to do after losing your sight? Is it something that we mentioned here today, something else that you assumed, wow, this is going to happen and I'm going to have to do it? I'd love to hear about it. No, I know others would as well. So if you're watching the video, leave it in the comments below. And if you're listening to the audio, you can send me an email at lifeaftersightloss at gmail.com. All right, before we get to our quote, we've got a few housekeeping items for you. That's right. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to give us a big thumbs up and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another single episode. That's right. And if you're listening to the audio version, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app and consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Whatever's going on in your life, remember that you are not alone, so share it with us so we can all share together. Uh, If you'd like to do that, you can send an email to lifeaftersight.com sightloss at gmail.com. And make sure you're following us on Instagram at Life After Sight Loss. That's right. Okay, folks, here we are. We've got, I think this is my favorite quote of all time. Are you sure you don't want to read this one? Oh, maybe I'll read it. Okay, okay. fair enough. I think you should. Okay. It is your favorite. It is my favorite. <laughs> it's always funny when I tell people <laughs> who, who said this quote. But anyway, here's my favorite quote, I think, of all time. Life's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And that is from Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Not Sylvester Stallone. It's from Rocky. Rocky, It's it's in Rocky number five, I think. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It's in six. Rocky, it's it's called Rocky Balboa. It's when he's talking to his son. And he talks about how no one is going to hit harder than life. It'll Mm. beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. Like, it's it's such a great speech that he gives. Uh, But that's that quote is so important to especially folks that are going through things. It's not important how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit Mm -hmm. and get back up. You know, failure isn't getting knocked down. It's not getting back up. Right. So, you know, in, in all of this, it's like you don't have to quit. You don't have to stop. You don't have to give up on hobbies and dreams and hopes and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. You do have to face the challenges of sight loss, but you don't have to let it beat you down and keep you there. So right. that's a great quote. It's my favorite one. Uh, I'm going to put it on the wall somewhere. It's wonderful. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, we want to thank you for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name's Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in, in the, the next, next one. one. Thank you.